Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. I'm in Las Vegas this week down here for some of the Super Bowl activities. Not going to the game itself, uh, a little over my budget-wise uh, to do that. Uh, Jim, I'm sure you've covered Super Bowls as a member of the media uh, over the years. Uh, what's it like, I mean, when you're – do you actually get individual time with coaches or athletes, or is it all kind of a media scrum all the time? I'm glad you asked. It's, re- it's a really interesting thing. I started covering my first Super Bowl after the 89 season when the 49ers blew out the Broncos in New Orleans. And I've covered, I don't know, I have counted up maybe 20 some. And the Tuesday night thing is a weird spectacle. It's, <laughs> it's the night that anybody, like, it's the night that TMZ and entertainment network and celebrities get to show up and ask stupid questions <laughs> and get in the way. And it's a, it's spectacle. It's meant to be a spectacle, but I actually like it because what the NFL does is clears those people out of the way that night, mm. the rest of the week, it's more traditional football media and you can really get a lot of time. I mean, so each team will be available for like an hour each on Wednesday and Thursday. And then the coaches have their big press conference on Friday. They also talk earlier in the week and you can sit at a table. I mean, I sat at a table with an hour for an hour with Tom Moore, uh, Rochester native should be in the hall of fame. as one of the greatest assistant coaches of all time. You know, when the Colts won the super bowl in Tampa, I got to spend two days talking to Tom Moore. Yeah. Great story. I got to sit there and talk to Daryl Bevel for an hour before the Seahawks played the Patriots. Uh, you get, you know, listen, if you want to talk to Patrick Mahomes, it's not, you're going to get, you might get one question in, but there's not going to be much flow. Right. But you can find the cool stories at some of the less populated tables and actually do a lot of good reporting. Well, that's great. So it's, it's kind of both. I still remember the time that someone showed up. I I was a female from Brazil or something who was working for whatever uh, media outlet. And she, I thought she proposed to Tom Brady at the Tuesday. I think I was standing next to her. (laughs) Is that right? You were standing right there. Uh, That that did be a little bit surreal at that point. It is, but this is a generation of athletes though, that grew up with ESPN and with TMZ and with social media. Mm-hmm. So they're very well prepared to handle this. When I first started covering the NFL, a lot of the, the attitudes of a lot of the athletes was, well, why would you want to talk to me? Why would I talk to you? Why would you ask me these questions? It was like, almost like, Hey, I'm a football player. I don't have to do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the modern generation gets it. Uh, they're also in many cases, more cautious because they understand how badly you can get burned by social media if you say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty good at handling this stuff. Yeah. So Kirk Cousins makes an appearance at the NFL Honors uh, banquet that they had uh, last night down here uh, at the Super Bowl. They're kind of based out of Mandalay Bay down in the south end uh, of the Strip. And, and you know, each time he appears, he, he comes off as such a likable guy. Um, you know, there was a point where it seemed like everything that he did media-wise and so forth was uh, th- that it had a point to it, that it was a purpose. I think really that's just kind of who he is. It seems like he's gotten a lot more comfortable in his own skin, let's say. Well, he's also changed. Mm -hmm. You know, in Washington, he was the guy who was desperate for acknowledgement and stability and money. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to look good when you're striving for those things. Um, You know, the you like it 
you like that thing? It, mm. Hey, it's a fun meme, right? Mm-hmm. But he was kind of yelling at it like a TV personality who disagreed with him. It's kind of childish for an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he comes here, and again, he's trying to prove that he can win the big game. And he's playing for a coach who doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. And the, the coach's allies in the locker room don't like him. Well, how loose and relaxed and fun are you going to be under those circumstances? Mm-hmm. It's almost, it was almost impossible for him to act like that. Now O'Connell comes in. He wins 13 games. He's playing for a coach and an organization he likes. Uh, <coughs> his teammates like him. And, he's yeah, he's become a much better, more fun guy, and I'm glad to see it. Yeah, no doubt. Now, that being said, that doesn't necessarily mean the Vikings are bringing him back. I mean, if they really wanted to continue, they would have signed him last offseason, and they didn't give him the extension. They played it out. They didn't sign during uh, the course of the year. Free agency opens pretty soon. It seems as though the Vikings are saying, go test free agency, see what's out there, then come back to us. Is that kind of how you read it? No, I Uh, think that uh, last year they made the calculation that Okay, if we sign him right now after a 13-win season and we've only spent one year with him and he didn't win a playoff game, uh-huh. we, we're probably going to have to sign him like five years, $220 million, and we like him, but we don't like him that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let him prove it if he's going to be you know, in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, you know, it, well, I, I, I think it, let me rephrase. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. He actually was having a very good season, uh, but he got hurt. And they honestly, the Vikings probably played it right because they might be able to get him for like two years, 90 million instead of five years, 215 million. Mm-hmm. And he's maybe even a better player than he was a year ago, it is, assuming he comes back from the Achilles, which I'm guessing he will. He danced very well last night. <laughs> uh, but no, I think they want him back. Mm-hmm. They just can't, they can only handle their half of the negotiations. If he wants to test free agency, he can. They want him back at a, a price they can uh, agree to. Uh, right. And and so far he's not agreed to that. Is that how it's gone? Uh, we really don't know. Uh, I mean, he could sign five minutes from now, or he could leave in free agency two months from now. We just don't know. How, right now, we don't know how it's going to play out. We don't know what's happening. Um, my guess is that Quezzi and his representatives are having constant conversations, trying to find common ground. I don't think the Vikings mind paying him a lot of money. I just don't think they want it to be a long-term deal. Uh, let's talk Timberwolves a little bit. Uh, Bounce-back win for them last night. Uh, Doc Rivers was doing a lot of excuse-making after the game about the schedule and so forth. And then he said, but nobody cares about that. Well, I, I don't know why you talked about it then for about a minute yeah. and a half. Uh, but but some of that is true. But the Timberwolves have faced that as well. They played really well. They just blew them out in the third quarter. Yeah, both things are true. The Bucks didn't have Dame Lillard or uh, or Middleton, and they aren't playing well right now. And the Wolves played really well. That was one of their best team offensive games of the year. They moved the ball beautifully, which led to open three-pointers. They made 51% of the three-point shots. They played really good team defense. I saw a stat today. Uh, 32nd game holding an opponent under 110, and that is the best in the NBA. Uh Cat even really played well defensively against Giannis. McDaniels is good against him. Gobert was a good force. Uh, they moved the ball. They shared the scoring. It was a, it was a good game. 
Yeah, no doubt. Zero turnovers in last night's game for Anthony Edwards and only a, yeah. maybe a handful for the team uh, in total. Now, it wasn't like Milwaukee was all up on him defensively necessarily. Sometimes turnovers don't happen because the other team isn't very good on defense. But nonetheless, uh, the Wolves sometimes have been guilty of shooting themselves in the foot with turnovers, and that didn't happen. Yeah, and they also had a great third quarter, which isn't unusual, and then followed up by playing a strong fourth quarter. The Bucks made some runs, and the Wolves really never let him get closer than 20. Yeah. And and I saw Edwards make that nice little pocket pass, that little bounce pass off to Gobert, and he flew down the lane and just had a ferocious dunk. That's the kind of pass I, I, Edwards is capable of. We just don't see it very often. That little pick and roll and that little slip bounce pass, that was really nice. He's very capable of doing that. He's an excellent passer. He, again, I mean, it's just kind of the same story. He's a 22-year-old who's the best player on a team going for the number one seed, and he's just having to figure some stuff out. You know, when do I do this? He can do everything, and right now the next step is figuring out when to do what. Mm. Uh, the uh, uh, Wolves take on the Clippers then on Monday night. That'll be a good test against the Clippers, one of the four teams at the top of the West uh, right now. Um, wh- what do you want to see from the Wolves against the Clippers on Monday? Well, it's interesting because the Clippers have probably been the best team in the NBA for like the last 35 games or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Wolves match up pretty well with them because they have people who can guard wings. They can guard Kawhi. Yeah, I'm not saying they can stop Kawhi Leonard, but they can put Anthony Edwards, a strong body on him. Mm-hmm. They can put, you know, or they can put Jaden McDaniels in him and put Anthony Edwards on Paul George. Uh, James Harden is going to be a load. But now they, you know, with Monty Morris, they do have two true point guards who should be at least able to stay in the vicinity. So, listen, the Clippers are playing great basketball right now. I want to see the the Wolves take on this challenge like they're trying to set themselves up for a playoff run. Jim, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Yeah, have fun out there. Thanks. You bet. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Sue Ann. Live from Las Vegas, it's brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.